Already over the last few days, we've looked at the way in which the upper class shaped 18th century sport. Gambling played a large part and there were numerous scandals. The reaction was heartfelt. A new purity for the Victorian era was required with honour at its core. So today we're going to examine how the middle classes of the 19th century took sport and modelled it into something that was both constructive and instructive. We're talking about an age when Britain was at its strongest and greatest. It was the golden age of free trade and the spirit of competition reigned supreme. Professor Tony Collins, the director of the International Centre for Sports History and Culture at De Montfort University, explains. The 1850s were the period when Britain dominated the globe. The 1851 Great Exhibition of London demonstrated that not only did Britain rule the waves, but it was also the dominant global economic power. Competition and free trade were the spirit of the age. And at home, there was also a, the growing power of the middle classes that became more and more apparent, both in terms of the growth of the professions. Many professional bodies were established in the 1850s, but also in a sense of growing self-confidence about the fact that the British middle classes had been successful. They had made the world and what's more, they had made the world in their own image. And so attention turned to the training of the new elite who would inherit this harvest of riches? And how could they be imbued with the strength of character and body required to protect their legacy? It was here at Rugby that Thomas Arnold decided that the role of the public school was to create young Christian gentlemen, underpinning the doctrine that became known as muscular Christianity, believing that it should be the church's mission to bring religion into all aspects of daily life. A keen advocate of this philosophy was Charles Kingsley, who wrote, Through sport, boys acquire virtues which no book can give them. Not merely daring and endurance, but, better still, temper, self-restraint, fairness, honour, unenvious approbation of another's success, and all that give-and-take of life which stands a man in good stead when he goes forth into the world. And the best thing about the theory is that while the children are playing sport in between these painted white lines, they don't even realise that they're learning so much about themselves. Where Harry Potter today is the chosen reading material for children and his adventures teaches them a code of behaviour, Tom Brown's school days was the Victorian equivalent. It was a fictionalised account of Thomas Hughes's own days at this school. Published in 1857, it became an instant bestseller.